Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Episode 423 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show features. Former WWE Hardcore Champion Steve Blackman will be on the show live for P&P Photo Shoot. Just like always, ladies and gentlemen, P&P Nation, Rich Mob, let's go! time it is as always let's have some fun pmp nation are you ready wrench mob are you ready all right well let's do this thing without further ado let's go 
Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. Let's go. Listen, listen, listen. So now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power of It's a mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip, but he really couldn't devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game. So now we gotta change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 423 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone, as always. We are live in living color, getting funky like a monkey. If you will, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're gonna have some fun as always. Uh, I've got I've got them live now, buddy. There's no turning back. <laughs> there is no turning back. Uh, we had a bit of a snag uh last time, but all is well this time. All is good to go. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. 423 episodes. Steve Blackman, how are you tonight, sir? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing wonderful, man. It's uh, it's great for you to be on the show live with me tonight, man. I'm ready to have some fun. All right. Awesome. What do you have in mind? Yeah, questions. People asking questions. You run slides. What are you doing? Yeah, man. We're gonna do the PNP photo shoot. We're gonna do it Steve Blackman style. So we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, and then a little bit of Q&A at the end. Uh, so just for all the fans who watch this, uh, I've been doing this a lot since after my since my eighth year anniversary show uh, a few months back, a few few weeks back, about a month ago, about six, five weeks ago with D'Lo Brown. So I've been doing a lot with WWE guys. So I'll show you a slide. It's a, it's, it's a slideshow. Mm -hmm. I'll show you a particular picture. All right. Of course, the PG version. And I'll I'll give you a, 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 a picture and just tell me what you were thinking at the time, what the angle was, and 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 that's it. You ready? All right. Yep. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Um, that's funny. Uh, awkward moment. I mean. <laughs> We had our differences. I mean, we, you know, once he left WWF, we, you know, talked and stuff. But nah, nope. I had some issues with him early on. Mm -hmm. This is your debut match, right? Survivor Series '90s. 
Yeah, it was. They ended up then I ended up having to yeah tag with Vader back then. That was what ninety six or ninety seven, something yeah. like that. Survivor Series. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was it was an odd uh, pairing. I always thought that this the this four was a was kind of an odd pairing because it, it was the big uh, Team Canada was was real big at the time, right? Yeah. And uh, the, the pairing that you all had there. Now you, this was your first match in WWE in what eight years, I believe, because that you had a dark in '89, right? Yeah, I, I was actually supposed to start with them in '89, mm-hmm. and that's when I went to Africa and then got sick, and I was sick for years. Yeah, um, I still try to do the match with them, but like, I, I mean, like, I was so sick and just kept getting worse. I had no stamina and couldn't continue. Yeah, um, I tried on the road. I mean, I was just so ill, I couldn't, you know, pursue it at that time, but. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had those matches in 89, a couple of them, and then uh, I tried to go back again in, like, the early 90s. A couple matches still felt like crap. Mm-hmm. And then, not, fortunately, I mean, I got lucky that they took me back again in 96. I mean, I didn't think they'd take me back, but they did. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, the the when you came back in this run here, who was the person instrumental for giving you another opportunity? I mean... I mean, ultimately, it's Vince. But mm. who brought it up to Vince? I don't remember if it was Pat Patterson or Jim Cornette. Okay. I think it was kind of both those guys had said something. And then I had uh, talked to Vince at one of the house shows. I was close by and, you know, kind of agreed to give me a match and said he knew he liked the match and so on. But since I hadn't been in the ring in so long, I had to go down, down to the uh, developmental league for a couple of weeks just to mm-hmm. polish up a bit before they put me back on the road. So that's, that's what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So was Vader, was Vader stiff to work in the ring? Uh, that's, that's the, the typical, that's, that, that's what's typically said about Vader. Is, is it, is it true in your eyes? I, I mean, back in the late eighties, I think he was in early nineties. I think once he was in WWF, I mean, it might've been a little bit, but I, it wasn't, real bad i mean a lot a lot of guys wouldn't put up with that you know they just start swinging back Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) but you know back in the late 80s i mean i think he was notorious for a bit of that yeah yeah uh so we have uh three other other than michael cole we have uh three other people here let's talk about uh gold dust of the or or the artist the artist formerly known as gold dust at this time Mm -hmm. how's it working with dustin i i mean i always uh got along with him all right now he was he's you know pretty easy to work with mm-hmm. um never really hung out with him but i mean i always got along with him in the locker room and you know worked decent matches with him yeah Mero, how was Mero? i mean even when we were in there for a while i mean we seemed to you know not hit it off after i left wwf but he seemed to dislike everyone after he left there really? when we were in there when, i mean like well i mean once we did that one show with benoit he just seemed to argue and about everybody on there and mm. didn't have much good to say about anyone. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I got along with him when I was in there. I mean, I got along with most of the guys pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this was, uh, this is a bit of the infancy of, of Rena of Sable. Uh, was she uh, good? To, was she nice to get along with from your experience, uh, working with her or working at least, at least in survivor series this night? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I got along with Reno. Okay. I mean, I never really, I mean, none of us really talked to her a whole lot. I mean, if we had to do appearance, you know, together here and there, we'd talk and stuff like that. But I mean, I never really, you know, talked to her extensively. A couple minutes here and there, you know, hello, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. but I mean, 
for the time I was in there with her, I mean, everything was cordial. Yeah. Yeah. And for those uh, listening live, we are live uh, and just be sure to save. I see a bunch of questions here, but be sure to save the questions uh, for, for the, for the end. We are live. Oh, I definitely want to make that clear. All right. Here's next. I'm looking at the picture here, trying to figure it out. defeating the rock. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I should, you know what? I should, I should blow that up and frame it. Um, <laughs> I'll send it to anyway. you. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, back then when I first, uh, in the first six months I was in there, I did a, had an angle with the nation and uh, it was getting over, it got over pretty well. I mean, I, you know, some good matches with uh, Farouk, mm -hmm. Mark Henry, D'Lo, some of the ones with the rock. You I mean like back then, you know, the nation, they, they, they were over, you know, big as heels. Oh yeah. So if you're coming in as a you know, baby face or a good guy and, you know, battling them, it was easy to get some pretty good pops from the crowd because people wanted to see, you know, them get beat one way or another. So, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. That was a, that was a good angle for months. Yeah. They, they put you in. I mean, they kind of uh, put some, some mild rockets on you from, from the beginning. What, what was the, what was uh who was instrumental in kind of giving you the the, the go ahead to, to be in that big feud as soon as you got in just about I'm not sure who uh started that um mm -hmm. I'll tell you it's like when I first got back in it was like I was still a bit run down from the years of being out of it and being sick and stuff mm -hmm. it was hard to be on the road I was still tired and stuff like that but Sometimes I wish when I left Canada in 89, I was on the top of my game and it was polished. I wish I had gone right in like I was supposed to at that point because my wrestling was just so much more polished. I felt like I felt like half of what I did in there was good and half of it was just okay. And that's frustrating to me. And it was just, you know, from health issues, quite yeah. frankly. But nevertheless, I did have some good angles. Some of it went pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know who was uh, instrumental in putting that together um yeah i was glad they did because it went well for you know a while oh yeah absolutely and it really helps you uh as far as just again just basically <laughs> almost from from day one coming into one of the hottest you know feuds there was in this time during the attitude era that was that was a big deal now mm -hmm. were there anybody i mean i know that you could hold your own and uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure there'll be a, a question about the the infamous uh, hold my own against the Big Show locker room story that a lot of people uh, <laughs> have talked about before. Uh, but as far as just this right now and this time in 1997, were there anybody like or what was the general feel of Steve Blackman? Because, you know, you have people back at that time trying to jockey for position and try to be, you know, have that spotlight on Raw and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you and you had an opportunity to be right into a big feud. Was there any type of jealousy or resentment toward uh, from a backstage standpoint or was there respect? I, I, I mean, I noticed it with a few guys, but the majority of them didn't seem to show any uh, disdain for it, so to speak. I mean. You have to remember, like, when I got in there, a lot of those guys, I've had good spots. It's not like, no matter what I was doing in there, it's not like, oh, hey, here's Steve. We're going to put him, you know, push him up here. I mean, here's, you know, Austin, here's Taker, here's Kane, here's Rock. I mean, all these guys. Um, I mean, they're all they're all carrying the ball well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like they're just going to thrust you above all those guys. 
But um, I mean, I, I, I was fortunate. I did have some good spots in there. And again, I should have carried the ball better on some of the angles. Some of those angles there, like that one there, that, those angles went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Some of the other ones, like I said, I mean, I just man, I had neck problems and just I just felt like crap all around, but tried to fight through it and make the best of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I felt like half was good and half was okay. But yeah. um, I wish I could have done it all over again, you know, uh, younger, but like I said, I, I, I was fortunate they took me back in there. I was uh, fortunate with the angles they gave me and uh, the years I put in, I, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with a lot of it. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, one of your biggest wins of your, of your WWE career, you would say? Oh, over rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, it was a good, we had a good angle going there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fighting everybody in the nation and, it was a, you know, it was a good pop at the end there, you know, the way oh, we yeah. pulled that off. I remember that match. I think, uh, what's his name, went to throw Rock my nunchucks, mm-hmm. and they went over Rock's head, and I think I caught him and you decked hit him. him with him or whatever, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So it was, I, I remember that it was a great pop from the crowd because they just wanted to see those guys get beat. That's right. At the time, yeah. so. Absolutely, yep. So I'm just looking off the side here. My daughter's standing here trying to avoid getting put on camera. <laughs> no worries. So. Uh, at Survivor Series uh, against the Mean Street Posse. Yes. Now, what do you remember of this match? Truthfully, I don't remember much of it. Mm. Um, I, I think I remember. I think it was okay, but I don't remember a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you. Uh, now this. Now this is about a year later, and this uh, wasn't. It's. It seemed like the WWE kind of took the Rockets off a bit, um, as like within probably a year or so, a year or two. Um, what was it? Wh- why do you, Why do you think that they did that? Because it seems like they had something real, really big planned for you. And I know I, I've interviewed 150, you know, wrestlers, and the, the the typical answer is where Vince had something for me. And then they just kind of pulled the plug. Was there something for you as far as a title run or anything? And then they just did that? Or I'll tell you, you what. Sure? I mean, like, for me, I'm pretty direct. Like, it, I, I'm not putting the blame on anybody but myself. Mm-hmm. When they when they slowed me down for a while, this is my fault. I didn't. Uh, I should have had. I should have worked the mic better. I should have put more time into working the mic. I should have uh, done a, been a little more charismatic in some of the matches, things like that. I mean, I mean, I got not, I'm not putting that on anybody but me. That, that was just my fault. And but uh, I think that was your stick, though. I think that was kind of your gimmick of not really being the mic guy, being just kind of like the straight face. That's why I think head cheese works so well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, I mean, I agree with you to a certain point, but still, though, I mean, in that. Yeah, profession that game you still have to up your level you know, up your charisma up the mic skills things like that and mine mm-hmm. kind of plateaued mm-hmm. and then uh you know so they still had a lot of the other guys up on top they were pushing so i mean half of it was my fault Got it. so yeah. i mean i felt like a lot of the stuff in the ring was good but if you're not uh doing the other stuff with it you kind of get stuck in the same positions and True. you know and then, you know, later on, I had some good angles, but for a little while there, yes, I got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah. What's that one? Oh, with Kurt that angle. Angle. Yeah. That was Kurt's first match when he came in. 
on, on, on a pay-per-view pay or yeah. yeah yeah how was it working with angle kurt's a good guy um he's a good talent good in the ring and good on the mic mm -hmm. so um he, he was good all around in there yeah yeah now you know you <laughs> you were uh, a huge contribution, you know, to the the success, the the early success of of Kurt Angle by you know allowing by you know him him uh, going over with you at this time. You you were still a quality name enough, you know. What I mean, for for Angle to have a rub against, and uh, that's you know to me that's a it seem it seemingly it's a big deal. Now, uh, you know, kind of take us back into you know how this was kind of kind of all came about were you just a name chosen did he you know did he did he eye you how, how did that all come about well i mean that's that i mean the office puts the matches together i mean yeah we, we know we see the card that day and i didn't I mean i didn't know i was wrestling him don't hold me to this give or take a couple hours mm -hmm. i didn't know i was wrestling until like three o'clock in the afternoon that oh, day really? or something. <laughs> yep so um you know but you know, no matter what's going on with the end of the match you know you you still have to perform show your stuff mm -hmm. think you know so you know because you know generally once the match is over people are like okay that you know that sucked he lost or yay that was great we wanted the other guy to win they, they move on to the next match but mm -hmm. you're still expected to bust your butt out there you know and uh try to up the game you know what you're doing in the ring you're always supposed to you know put on a good show no matter what the outcome is yeah you still want to make yourself shine when you can yeah, yeah. Easy to get along with Angle backstage from your experience? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Oh, is this a tag match? Yeah, it's the first uh, head cheese match, SmackDown. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that, 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 that crazy uh, nonsense actually was getting over. It got over well for months, and then somehow <laughs> they kind of just pulled the plug on it. Our vignettes got over. Yeah. Uh, the people popped in there. I mean, we you know the pops were great for months and stuff, and then you know they kind of just slowed that gimmick down too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how long we did it exactly, but it was it was funny and fun for a while. Yeah, I got super over. Uh, you went <laughs> over Angle and Bulldog uh, in this match, and uh, that was huge too because Angle was still selling his undefeated streak at the time. You know, as uh, mm -hmm. and then and then during SmackDown, they were talking. They were saying, "Well, Angle is still undefeated in singles." You know, they they, right. they, to, they still try to uh, polish it as uh, you know as uh, he's still undefeated, but. So mm -hmm. with so with this here, so with the or uh, the origin or, or the, uh, the the beginning of the creation of of you and Snow. Now both of you are in a sp uh, in a spot where you were just kind of mid carters and not really getting a lot of exposure, not not a lot of TV time. Now there's well, there's we had, well we had a lot of TV. We had as much TV time as the other guys. Not not on the mic, but. In the ring, we did. singles. I'm talking about singles as far oh. as yeah, before then, before you and Snow got together. Um, so what was did you have any type of input in you and Snow getting together? It just seemed like it was so random. I don't remember how that that worked out like that. I uh, I don't remember who put us together. I mean, I mean, for for a while, we were we you know we were on regularly. And then, uh, but we didn't have any, but you mean, so we didn't have any big angles, so to speak, before right. the head cheese thing. Right. Right. Um, I don't know who put us together. I can't remember who that was. Um, 
and then that vignette we did backstage with the you know the head him trying to come up with another hand with you know with head yeah and they came up with that head cheese crap and uh people popped on it and laughed at it and <laughs> and uh you know it got over well because I, I mean for me wearing that head cheese hat and stuff like that i mean that's just like not me whatsoever yeah. so it kind of got over and right and i and i was comical i mean here you know he knows how to work the gimmick well so mm-hmm. now was that on the fly uh that vignette or was head cheese the 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 name that that was came before the before that segment we i mean they kind of we kind of came up with it like right before we did it something oh, like man. that and then you know i just said I mean, i'm not i'm not gonna go out there and have fifteen thousand people calling me head cheese mm-hmm. and that's well naturally that's exactly what they all did then and uh kind of gets just went from there yeah, so it was a bit of an organic type of name uh, for mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And then it's stuck. Yeah. Uh, the hardcore stuff. Yeah, it was your first hardcore championship win, Crash Holly. Yeah, I went, uh, I, I was happy with that. The hardcore stuff, I mean, like, I, I had that thing for like a year. Um, yeah, you dominated. Uh I was happy that I got to showcase the, the weapons or all the stuff, all the gimmicks we used. Um, so that, that was fun for a while. I mean, I, I enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, my God, I think I, I must have wrestled just about everybody in there in those hardcore matches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bit of a side note uh, as a fan at this time, I was so happy that you changed theme songs. Now, to me, the the, the first theme song, it, it fit you. It, it was kind of like a, you know, a fighter type of type of song, but for some reason, the nunchucksy sounding song to me just it just seems so like kind of Steve Blackman Turbo style type of mm-hmm. thing. Now, which theme song did you like better? I didn't. I didn't really have much of a preference. I was okay with either one of them. I really was. Um, I I always liked Austin's entrance, the glass breaking. Guy was an attention grabber right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so same with a couple of the other guys. I mean, so I thought mine was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, either one, I, I didn't really have much of a preference. The second one had a really good intro to it, though. It was kind of like mm-hmm. boom, boom, and then it right. went to the yeah, because yeah, and then you did, and then you had an opportunity to kind of do your nunchucks thing in the in the ring. And the, mm-hmm. the the arena went dark and kind of did the highlight on you and stuff like that, and so. Uh, it, it to me it was to me it was an extra layer to your gimmick and it, to me it, it, it helped you know as a fan back then just an extra mm-hmm. layer to your gimmick so um was it something that you had any type of input to or just it was just like yeah well let's just kind of put an extra layer on his on his gimmick i mean i got to make suggestions mm-hmm. but i mean it's not like they just jump on anything I suggest. I mean, they, you know, they all, the office ultimately makes the decisions. Right. Right. So yeah. I mean, they can change it up when they want, but were there any suggestions that you recall making that they decline the Vince decline? There, there might've been, I don't remember the examples offhand. I mean, that was, that was 20 years ago now. Yeah. Over 20 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I mean, actually, for when I lived there in like 2003, so, but I mean, seven like when I was doing this was probably 2002 or something. So you figure out like 18 years ago, whatever when I was yeah. doing the hardcore stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I I knew I threw I know I threw suggestions out there for different things, and sometimes mm-hmm. they use them for yours, sometimes use them for other guys. I don't remember what I can't even give examples, but I don't remember them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, as part of the head cheese game. Al and that Al WrestleMania. That M head. Oh, was it? Yeah, WrestleMania. <clears throat> what year was that one? Uh, I think it's 16, y'all. Uh, y'all, and this is when Chester McChesterson or whatever his name came out. And uh, mm. I think I went against TNA that uh, that year. I think that was 16. Uh, that, oh, was it? That, yeah, yeah, that WrestleMania 16. Um, and 16 was in 2000, I believe, right? Um, so you won the hardcore championship right before, like not too far before then. Mm-hmm. And this, and this right here was in 2000. When you want to, uh, when you and uh, yeah, Chester McChee, Chester McCheeserton, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, when y'all went against uh, TNA, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about your your WrestleMania experience, man. I mean, how was it? You know, this was this was twenty years ago, two thousand WrestleMania sixteen. Uh, you're, you're looking on the crowd here, you know, because. Uh, it seemed like you're ready to rock and roll. Just uh, kind of take us back as listeners to how you were well, feeling this night at WrestleMania. All the guys getting to do in WrestleMania. I mean, the crowd's hype. They're always ready to go. Yeah. So they're they're popping for stuff. So when you when you're doing stuff out there that you I mean you're working hard, you know it's it's pretty easy to get good pops from the crowd on that because they're hyped and ready to go. Yeah. So you know everybody looks forward to those nights. The crowds are huge. People are psyched. Stuff like that. So. You know, if you're doing a good job out there, you should be getting, you know, pretty good crowd response all evening. Yeah, yeah. So, were you pretty pumped about that? About yeah, that night? I mean, I, you know, yeah, those nights are, you know, make it worthwhile when yeah. you're out there in front of crowds like that and stuff. Absolutely. All right, one more. Oh, the one off the Titan Tron. Yeah. Top of that. Yep, that was a long way down. Shane was nuts, took that thing backwards. Nothing <laughs> yeah. on the floor. I, he, I don't know how he fell out and made it out that far. And Now, he dropped further than me. I, I came down about halfway. Yeah. Uh, jump out <laughs> with the elbow because I, 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 there's no way I could just land in that you know little area from yeah. 60 feet up. Yeah. Um, so I came down. I don't know. I mean, I was probably still 25 or 30 feet or something. I'm not sure yeah. what it was. Yeah, it was pretty high. It was high. And he he took that. He fell backward about 60 feet. And, uh, but yeah, we, we, that, was a, that was a good match that night because, I mean, uh, Testa Nauber had interfered with him and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I thought that match was decent that night. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, uh, I mean like the whole match. I don't mean the outcome was great because, yeah. you know, you won. There. <laughs> look at that! Uh, look at that arm being uh, raised there. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, that's it, man. That's uh, that's. I hope you enjoyed it, man. As you, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, some good photos bring yeah. back some memories. Yeah, bring back memories. You got time for a couple questions? Yeah, go ahead. All right, all right. Hashtag Ag Steve, real quick, guys. Um, Ag Steve. Hashtag Ag Steve. See, that's why I said save them to the end because I see a bunch and I'm not going to to go too far going back up here. Um, let's see. Hashtag Ag Steve. Hurry up with your, with your uh, Steve Blackman questions here. So uh, before before I start asking questions, man, uh, go and plug your plug your uh, your business, man. You're still uh, uh, doing the uh, bonds, right? Bell bonds. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had an MMA school for almost 12 years, and I did my bail bonds business the last uh, almost 11 years. So I had them together. I mean, I don't do the MMA school anymore. No timing. Mean, my kids are 8 and 12. Yeah. I'm with them all the time. My, my daughter is doing gymnastics. I help coach my son's wrestling, baseball, stuff like that. So yeah. I'm busy with that, busy with bails, things like yeah. that. So Yeah. Pretty successful bails, bon- bail bondsman. Who in the world would want to mess with Steve Blackman? So, I mean, he's a, uh, you know, bail bondsman and extraordinaire. What's your, what's your company called? Blackman Bail Bonds. Blackman Bail Bonds in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I do. Yeah, I do. I do a certain amount of counties in Pennsylvania. I don't, I don't venture outside the state. There's like 65 counties in PA. I do eight of them. You know, it's like a 70 mile mm-hmm. radius. That I try to hundred mile radius, I guess, that I stay in but i mean i do primarily harrisburg pennsylvania where i live do you so, have a website or anything that i can plug real quick um i mean they, they can look out they, they can get on blackman bail bonds okay. uh website blackman but again I, like i said it's solely for just certain counties in pennsylvania yeah yeah, yeah well I, yeah for those who are watching in pennsylvania i have people watching all over the country and uh um, so for those Pennsylvania Blackman Bail Bonds, go there. Be sure to uh give my guys some support. All right, real quick, guys. Uh here we go. Um <laughs> good question. Actually, what are you winning the 24-7 title? Good question. What's that? Oh, <laughs> what are you winning the 24-7 title? That's, that's funny. Do they are they still doing that in there all the time now? Uh, I mean, it has, it's kind of been subsiding since, uh, Gronk won, uh, back oh, in WrestleMania. Is that, yeah. is that what he won? The, the hardcore? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The 24 seven title. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, uh, would, would, uh, would you be interested if WWE calls you back to have a quick, you know, that's the 24 seven is their new version of the hardcore, you know, title. Uh, would would you be interested if if WWE calls you back to have a cameo and win the twenty four seven championship? Maybe I uh, I don't know. It's funny. Like once I left there, I you know, like I moved on to the MMA. I had the MMA school. I put on MMA shows. I do my bails. I mean, it's funny. Once I left there, I you know I figured okay, I got fortunate. I went back for a while and I was time to move on. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's always tempting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Especially for especially for a segment like this, man. You, you were one of the most dominant hardcore champions in WWE history. It would just be suitable if just for one night on Raw, we see Steve Blackman come back with his nunchucks and just deck somebody, win the twenty four seven championship, and just add another championship to your resume, man. I think people would pop for that. So, uh, absolutely. We would love to see you back, even if it's for one night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, as uh, one of my favorite feuds was with Owen Hart. Any good Owen stories? Well, I have lots of Owen stories, but um, I mean, you know, that's just you know extremely tragic what happened to him. Yeah. Um, I feel horrible for his kids, but I mean, my God, I think I was twenty years ago already. Now that thing was throwing. Yeah, twenty-two, ninety-eight. Yeah. Crazy how long ago that was, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I one Owen story I've told before. Uh, we were in Japan, and he had grabbed one of these fire extinguishers in the hall, 
being silly. I think he was just trying to blast it under my door and the pin stuck and it discharged the entire contents in the hallway. But I, I don't think that was intense. I think he was just trying to mess with me or canine or one of the guys, you know, yeah. and when it stuck, it was one of those extinguishers that takes the oxygen out of the air. Well, it discharged the entire hallway where you couldn't breathe anywhere near your door. So I went and opened the window. We're on like the eighth floor of the hotel and I stuck my head out the window. I couldn't get my breath. And yeah. when I looked down, like every room on the floor had a head sticking out the window because nobody could breathe in their rooms because that extinguisher sucked all the air out, the oxygen out of the air. I mean, yeah. or the oxygen out. You just couldn't get your breath. It was just filled with a white powder and you couldn't breathe. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I held my breath and went walking back over, opened the door, looked, and you could see the footprints going back to Owen's room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, he was always, you know, a prankster like that. That oh, one got yeah. out of him. I mean, he, he was always up to something. Yeah, always, always. He was rib king for sure. He was. Uh, Lexi saying, uh, continue your background in martial arts. Do you believe that WWE missed out on fully utilizing your talent? Is there an angle you presented to creative that wasn't used? <clears throat> I could have done more. But at that time, I, I mean, I, like I said before, I should have upped my, I, I should have raised the bar on my mic skills and put more effort into that to keep getting a better spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could have used me a little better on some things, but I, you know, I should have done better on the mic and some charismatic points of view and things like that. So, I mean, it, it was both. Mm -hmm. Mike says, after you left WWE, did any other companies make you an offer? I don't remember what I, I mean, I had talked to some people about some things. I mean, like some of them were overseas first. I, I just, I just, once I left there, I left because like my headaches were so bad. My neck was so bad. Mm -hmm. I just could hardly stand it anymore. So I mean, I had my neck operated on a year after I left. Well, it took another year till I could even use my arm right. Um, cause the nerve was pinched that bad. So I really wasn't entertaining going anywhere. I just wanted to try to feel good again. And, uh, you know, it took away a lot of my headaches and a lot of the pain and stuff like that. And I had another neck operation about a year and a half ago. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a whole lot better. I used to have just a horrible neck twitch and stuff cause I was just in pain constantly. Mm -hmm. So having two of the neck operations, I got, you know, more of the bone spurs removed. Mm -hmm. So it's dramatically better, but yeah. I really wasn't trying to go anywhere when I left there. Got it. Jeff says, uh, what are some of the weirdest encounters you've ever had with fans? Well, some of that might be better left unsaid. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, okay, when I was in Africa, when I was wrestling there, going to the ring, they, like, the, the fans, most of them were adult men, and they literally try to attack you there. I mean, you have to watch your backs to make sure you don't get stabbed, make sure you don't get hit with a chair. They, I mean, it's crazy there. Wow. Wow. Well, I got a few more and uh, we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it after the uh, couple after this, guys. Um, Elvis says, um, who does you love working with the most? Have you wrestled in Colorado? Yeah, we wrestled in Colorado. That was uh, part of the circuit. Um, who do I like working with the most? Most of the guys at that level, I mean, are are are, are good. Um, it, it, but to work with so like some of the guys that were like big heels, it's easier to work with them because it's easier to get good pops when you're doing stuff to them because the people just hate them. So if you're a good guy and you're wrestling, you know, the most hated guys in there, 
So I mean, I have to say something like that, or if I'm a bad guy, then wrestling, you know, the guys that are over the most, because it's easy to work a match like that. Because people just love you or hate you that much, it's easy to work a crowd. Yeah, yeah. All right, two more from people who haven't asked a question yet. I, I appreciate every, <laughs> they're flooded with questions because people, but Steve Blackman is still over, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Steve, you're still over, man. There's a lot of questions here, so there's right. two more from people who. Haven't uh, who haven't uh, asked yet? Uh, so Corey, what's your favorite story of uh, Howard Finkel? I don't have much on Howard. I mean, I mean, I got along with him. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I never really hung out with Howard. Just hello, you know. I talk with him, get along with him a lot, but I don't. I don't really see him outside of the arena. I don't really have many Howard stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess we kind of already talked about this with uh, with the previous uh, question. Thanks for asking, Nick. All right, last uh, question. Marissa, what made you leave WWE? Well, at that point in time, I was tag teaming with uh, two Brian, sex, Christopher. Brian Christopher. Yeah. And uh, he had gotten in trouble going into uh, Canada. So it screwed up our tag team. It, had, it screwed up the gimmick that we had going and my neck was so bad at the time when he screwed that up and then he got fired. I, uh, the office didn't have anything for me at that point because we were actually going to ride that out for the next year. Mm-hmm. And they knew my neck was bad. They knew I had headaches every day. So they said, go get my neck fixed. So I left to get my neck fixed. You know, they said if I can get 100% clearance, I can go back when I whenever. But nobody would have cleared me at that point. I said, I, it took me, yeah, I got my neck operated on a year later. I was trying to put it off, but it just, I was hoping I'd get a, you know, it would go away without the operation and it didn't. Mm-hmm. So I had that done and then I had nerve damage for another year and stuff like that. So that's kind of how that panned out. But I left because I had headaches every other day. Got it. Well, my guy, it's been fun, man. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, it was uh, well worth the back and forth <laughs> that that's we cool. have had. Well, thanks for having me on. So, yeah. you guys, good. You got no more questions, or? Uh, well, I mean, there's plenty of questions, but I want to be respectful for your time. So, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can ask another one or two if you if you if you have time. I mean, uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm yeah. good for a couple more. And then All right, I'll... let's do. Um, let's. I'm trying to find another one uh someone who didn't ask yet okay here we go jamie how did you get along with ken shamrock and dan severin i got i mean well ken and i were were close we we rode together for a couple of years i got along with dan well too dan wasn't in there real long uh i mean for what it was the time period he was in there we all got along Mm -hmm. ken and i were really good friends severin and i were okay friends but dan wasn't in there very long Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dan's, Dan's better at the MMA stuff. Yeah. Speaking of MMA, perfect segue for the last question. Shane's asking, who inspired you to get into martial arts? I started that when I was about 13, so that was a long time ago. I mean, I'm, I'm going to – I mean, I used to love watching Bruce Lee flicks and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so Bruce Lee's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that. I mean, him and Chuck Norris. I mean, obviously, when I was growing up, I mean, there's Norris, two yeah. guys I used to watch all the time. So it would have to be those two. Nice. Once again, everybody, for those who are in Pennsylvania, Blackman Belt Bonds. Uh, if you need uh, someone to to talk to 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 get you 
out and you know get you uh get you uh he's i'll say this much pennsylvania beware because uh, steve blackman <laughs> steve blackman is out uh and uh and and, and steve blackman uh, blackman bell bonds for those in pennsylvania uh what's your kind of epicenter area for those in- i mean i i focus primarily on like harrisburg Okay. Um, uh, I mean, that's where I live. That's where I know everyone. Stuff like that. So that's that's where I focus. Cool. Um, I I mean, I have a couple of guys that work with me. You know, we kind of just split them up. I I don't run a whole lot like I used to. Like I said, I'm content doing stuff with my kids and working here. And yeah. So yeah, now you know now the kids are home all the time. You know, with no school, so mm-hmm. we do stuff here. So I just got done telling my son, well, tomorrow we're gonna, you know, we're doing some boxing and jujitsu tomorrow. And nice. He's telling my daughter that, and she keeps telling me no and running out of the room. And <laughs> so, uh, but you know, he does it. So uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, have, I have a second garage that are like wrestling mats and weights and stuff like that. So we have a place to do it. Good stuff. Mike is saying thanks, man. Steve, it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was awesome. That was awesome, y'all. Uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the uh, participation as well. As always, appreciate the participation. That was really cool. It was uh, definitely worth Steve's Steve's a nice guy. You know, uh, we had the snag when he was in night court. <laughs> That's uh, that that one time. Uh, but you know, he uh messaged me and left a message for you all to come back we finally had an opportunity to get our schedules together to be able to uh do it live um we were going to do it's funny because we were going to do recorded and then our uh schedules um didn't meet up again and he was nice you know he's he's nice enough he's like you know what because he typically don't do it this late when he's not you know he's usually up this late when night court and things like that but he's usually but he said he's usually not up this late anymore because of the corona restrictions and uh he was like you know what man because of all these back and forth scheduling i'll just do it live with you man and uh because i'll just i'll just give it to you live i'm not gonna i usually am you know not up an atom at this late but for you man I'll, i'll do it live uh because we keep going back and forth so Big uh, kudos to Steve Blackman for that, man. A very, uh, very noble uh, thing for him. A very professional thing for him to do. A very respectful thing for him to do. So big shout out to Steve Blackman to join us live tonight. Uh, Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Mike. Very rare interview. Chris, good get. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know, you know, I'm all about getting those rarities, man. I love, I love the rare interviews. Um, I don't even know when the last time <laughs> Steve Black was interviewed by anybody. Um, when was Steve originally scheduled? Um, it was a while ago, man. It was a while, a while ago. Uh, let me check and see. Because I posted the, I posted the uh, message that he gave me when he called me. And apologize and sent it to y'all. So that was in February. Yeah, so episode 413 is when he was supposed to be on. And it's 423 now. So that was 10 weeks ago. So that was uh, two and a half months ago. That was when he was originally supposed to come on. 
Uh, oh, really, Mike? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, two, two and a half months ago. So it was around mid March. So uh, who's next? That's a. Uh, first of all, uh, Carmine. Welcome, Carmine, to the show. PMP Nation. For the Carmine. Let me let me give you the the skinny Jeff. Uh, thank you for being a part of the Pancakes and Power Sam show tonight. Uh, everybody, welcome Carmine uh, to the PMP Nation. For those uh, who are just joining, um, uh, who just joined the Pancakes and Power Sam show, just joining us live. Listen, this is one of the funnest experience that you will have um, as a professional wrestling podcast very interactive um very fun uh, we call it it's a family atmosphere here the chat pg chat pg show uh we call it the pnp nation as far as the um as far as the family we have fun uh i am chris featherstone i'm a pro wrestling journalist i've been a pro wrestling journalist for about a decade now uh you can find work I, i've written for sports illustrated i've written for fox sports uh, i was a feature columnist at bleacher report for about three and a half years um i've written for the inquisitor i was one of the, i was a columnist there uh i do um uh i do um freelance for um uh digital spy I uh, work with Wrestling Rumors, and I just got a new position to do WWE writing for uh, a really huge company that has over a million Facebook followers in their group. So check that out. Coming soon. So I'll be I'll post that on my Facebook. So uh, PNP Nation, you get a sneak peek. You get an exclusive. But I did get it uh, uh, offered another opportunity uh, to be able to uh, uh, to be able to write WWE for a huge company. So I'm excited about it. And uh, PMP, you get the the sneak peek. You get the breaking news, and uh, I'll be able to uh, announce it on my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and that's my Twitter right there. So be on the lookout. All right, uh, my guy, my guy, Robbie. Chris is like a big brother you wish you had, Carmine. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you very much. Uh, how's everybody doing, man? How y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not writing for WWE. No, I'm not. You know what? You know what's so funny about this? So, so Antoine, you said so. Mo, you said I'm writing for WWE. Mine. You said JK. I wish. So here's the funny thing about this. Someone actually asked me this question. I've been I've been asked this question before. Okay. Um I do not think that I will be able I don't I, I don't think that I will write for WWE. Like I don't I don't I cannot imagine myself being a part of that fold. I'd rather do I'd rather be the freelancer. Like I'm a freelance guy. And, um, uh, yeah, that's just who I am. Cause, cause here's the thing I'm in a matter of weeks, a matter of a couple of weeks, I'll be finished with my last chapter of my dissertation. And then I have to go through all the moving parts and all the linkages to get oral presentation and approval. 
my birthday's in July. Y'all know y'all know my birthday, July 2nd. I have a birthday edition of the PNP show. Uh, my goal is to finish up my chapter and go through all of the other parts. I want to just finish up by my birthday and uh, by the summertime, I'll be a doctor. So I, there's no way in the world that I can, that I can, the, the exhausting, laborious, just time consuming, strenuous process that I've been through to become a doctor. I do not think that I will give that up to write for WWE. Now, I'd consider after I get my doctorate, because <laughs> I would still do some, you know, maybe some just private practice stuff. Um, but there's no way in the world, no, you, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to give up what I've gone through to be to become a doctor weeks away from becoming a doctor. At this point in time in my life right now, there's no way I would give it up to um, to write for WWE. You could, you could pay me a million bucks. I wouldn't give it up because um, I went through I went through so much to 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 get this, um, and I, I've I've bust my butt, man. Like <laughs> for all those, I love I love I love that Mike <laughs> Doctor of Economics. I love that. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's no way, no way in the world you can pay me a million bucks. There's no way in the world that I would do it. Um, I always tell people, man, listen, if you, uh, if you, for those who are considering becoming a doctor or having any type of dream or aspiration, ooh, get you a good community, get you a good support system because. Man, it is it is not for the weak at heart to uh, pursue a doctoral journey, especially in what I'm going to get it in. I, I'm about to be a doctor in forensic psychology, and that was just oh my gosh, just the, the process is long and drawn out. So, uh, good, very good uh, topic, Mo, but no. There, there's no way I would do it. Um, there's no way I would do it. So, uh, Robbie, Robbie, uh, yeah, it was Mo. It was Mo that uh, that brought up that topic. All right, let's do some Ask Chris questions. Let's do some Ask Chris questions. Um, what y'all got? I kind of want to freestyle tonight. I mean, there's some WWE news. Uh, there's some money in the bank trivia that I have um, that I wanted to that I wanted to have money in the bank. We're going to do the predictions. Um, hashtag ask Chris. Hashtag ask Chris. So so for those who are just for those who are new to the PNP Nation, listen, we have fun. It's a chill out spot. It's a hangout spot. We just have fun, PG style. Lots of fun every single week. the the best <laughs> the the best chat on the planet. The best chat on the planet. PNP Nation is the best in the planet as far as fans of the show. Um, can't listen. 
you guys are so awesome so amazing i really appreciate y'all i don't i can't imagine having an ounce of the amount of fun that i have every tuesday this is a, a very speaking of psychology this is a very cathartic experience for me every every tuesday because i have such a huge and busy 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 schedule uh such a busy schedule uh, that coming coming here with y'all on Tuesday nights is a uh, very cathartic, and uh, I really enjoy doing it because it, it's a it's a a reset, but it's a it's a uh, point of excitement of my long busy week. Now I'm I'm blessed to do everything that I do. I absolutely love doing. I'm a mental health specialist. I'm a journalist. I'm a podcaster. I love it absolutely, but uh, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. All right. Let's see. Ask Chris. Since you have over 400 shows, I was wondering how you came up with the title Pancakes and Power Slams. I'm assuming it was before New Day. <laughs> uh, yes, Shane. Uh, you, um, I've asked this question. I've been asked this question uh, a few times over the past eight years, and um, I, I gladly answer every time. So uh, the short version of this question, Shane, is that uh, pancakes back back in uh, 2011, I just wanted to just dive into podcasting. And um, I was like, you know what? I, I I've been I've been a journalist. Uh, I, I just start like I just started journalism too, like around that time, like as far as like sports media like for real journalism um you know i've I, I wrote um before then so in 2011 i was like you know what I, i've been writing writing you know this year and i want to continue to grow i love learning and growing and expanding i love that so in 2011 i um was like you know what this podcast stuff i don't know anything about it really i was listening to a few wrestling podcasts to try to get into it i was like i'm just going to jump right into it i'm a very calculated person but it, when it goes to something that i know that i'm going to grow in uh i don't mind jumping into it and, and it'll help grow me too I'm, i don't mind jumping into it so that's what i did with podcasting i was like you know what um i'm gonna find hosts i'm gonna do that uh, real good friend of mine still to this day, my, my dude Ryan. He's still on the uh, the Crave Wrestling um, media team. And um, so I was like, I, I pulled him aside. I pulled a few people aside, but he but he was like on it. He, he jumped up and it was on it. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. And so it was him and I. Uh, he, ho he co-hosted for... Um, so we started the WrestleMania, the, the Tuesday after WrestleMania in 2012. That was the first episode. And I think it was April 3rd, 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe April 2nd, but I think it was April 3rd, 2012. First episode, um, just raw as ever. <laughs> just just raw <laughs> As a as a hamburger from <laughs> raw as a pound of ground beef, man. I mean, it was just raw and uncut and ugly. I mean, if you walk talk radio, go. You, you know, I still have I still have my audio through there, 
and you could just go and go in our archives and trace trace it back to the first show and it was raw uh it's funny it's funny you asked that uh let me try to find i'm gonna show you what i sham i'm showing you what i used uh back then it's funny because uh i'm i'm you'll this is the last time you'll see this set because i'm i'm moving um and so I'm 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 changing my whole setup. I I I, I spent uh, I, I made a, a quite a large investment in getting a whole new uh, podcast setup. Uh, I'm I'm um, making a, a whole brand new podcast studio. Um, so I, I I made a big investment. So I got a, a, a table, uh, a whole setup um, that that's for four people four chairs four mics uh i'll ha i'll be having a different mic too i i appreciate this mic this mic has been through some things um but uh, I, just, I just again i like to grow and expand i i i, I, lo I love that and so uh, i spent uh, money on um some good sound equipment um just a whole setup so it's been boxed up for about a month uh because my wife and I are, uh, and, and three kids were moving into a uh, a home. This home is spacious, but we got a a bigger home. So, so yeah, and it's a whole different setup. So you'll see a whole different setup as of as of next week. So this right here was my for the first I don't know probably year or two. This was what you heard this is this is inside I, I this this is uh removing the the, the curtain removing <laughs> this is beyond behind the veil here this right here and i, I was just throwing it away because I, we're, i'm moving i'm cleaning up my uh, studio area and so uh this right here you get to see the inside of the pancakes and power slam show this phone was the phone that i used for about two, about two or three out of the eight years of this show. <laughs> so, and then uh, again, I wanted to grow and expand. Um, I'm all about branding. Like branding is big on me. Like I'm, I'm still learning and growing in branding, but I, I'm really big on being short of brand. So this was it right here. And I was just, I'm cleaning up and I was just, I just threw it away. So <laughs> but I made sure to, to, to dig it back up for you, uh, Shane. So yeah, that was, that was it. That was my equipment, uh, for about the first three years of my show. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I moved, uh, to this guy with the, with the arm and the, the protector and all that. So yeah, that's, that's that. So since 2012, 423 episodes, 423 straight weeks. I've interviewed over 150 wrestlers, a uh, dozen WWE Hall of Famers, maybe a dozen more soon to be Hall of Famers. So, and uh, here we are today. So, my favorite technical wrestler of all time. Uh, great question. Um, 
Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat, hands down. Uh, what company are we writing for? I opened the door. <laughs> See, you know wrestling is all about cliffhanger, so cliffhanger, man, cliffhanger. Uh, what do I think about uh, Vince or WWE trying to remove Roman off of everything I heard? See, what I what I heard was that was for a reason. I heard it was it was to kind of freshen people up to when he comes back. So that's what I heard. If that's the case, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm, I don't have a problem with that. Um, it doesn't make sense to be petty and bitter, which I mean doesn't go too far off of WWE at times, but. Um, it doesn't make sense to because Roman made a health decision, a very good health decision, um, to remove him from things just because of bitterness and pettiness. That wouldn't make sense. So I'd imagine there's some rhyme and reason to that. If that e- if that's even a thing, um, I'd imagine that there's a a suitable reason for that because Roman Reigns is the guy. He's the he's the WWE guy. Uh, so there's no way uh, they would do something that petty. I believe. What I think of W selling Max for twelve ninety nine. Um, <laughs> it's a business, man. It's a business. I mean, people. I scroll up my. I scroll up and down my Facebook page daily, and I see people selling Max. You know, WWE is no different. So, uh, picks to win Money in the Bank. Uh, ask me that at the end of the. Ask me that in about thirty minutes, uh, Marissa. That uh, we plan on doing the uh, Money in the Bank predictions. Money bank predictions. Um, what else we got? Hashtag ask Chris. Hashtag ask Chris. Um, what I think about raw ratings dropping it to a record low. I mean, you know, you know what the crazy thing about it is? You know how I come in here like since Rona season and I totally bash raw because raw is just just about unbearable to watch uh, every single week. Like I, I usually start late and just because I have no desire to watch it. It's just terrible to me. So, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me. Honestly, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I don't see it getting any better. I mean, and, and it's sad because, Drew McIntyre is a fantastic WWE champion at this time. But let me say this. Let me say this. And here's here's a bit of critique. Now, I'm huge. And Drew's one of my top favorite uh, wrestlers. Super nice guy. He's been on, he's been on this show before. Um, uh, but I don't think Drew McIntyre should be champ with these conditions. I'm super glad that he won it, but I think a heel should be champ right now just because the, the money's in the chase. Uh, and, I, and I'm a baby face guy. I love, I love baby faces, grew up loving baby faces. My top five, uh, all time, um, at least three of them sting one, uh, dusty two steamboat three. Those are three of the best baby faces of all time. And so huge babyface fan. And in these times, I think a heel should be champ just because of the rate, just because there's no crowd. Um, and there, there's a better storyline 
when there's a baby face that's just kind of um, that's just kind of chasing. There's a better there's a better sense of intrigue in that sense, especially in this particular time, because you don't really have the baby face. Uh, see, there's there's two type there's two good types of intrigue, um, baby face type of positions, right? So you have the chase, which is very intriguing. The money's in the chase typically with the baby face ch chasing the heel champion, and then you have the against all odds type of baby face title reign too. Uh, if you have a bunch of oppositions, Austin was really good with doing that during the attitude era. So it was Austin versus McMahon and McMahon threw a bunch of people at him, triple age, uh, Kane taker Foley. So he threw a bunch of people at Austin and he was champ. And so he was chasing Annie at the title for a while. So Austin would like uh, overcome odd after odd after odd while being champion. So that was a huge intrigue too. So those are two of the biggest type of babyface runs that are really exciting. Um, you really don't have the against all odds. They're kind of doing that now with Zelina Vega for a little bit, but they're not high enough on the card and they're doing it with Rollins and Buddy Murphy type of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's just not intrigued. It's it's not exciting enough for Drew McIntyre to be champion right now. Um, and Drew McIntyre is one of my favorite uh, people on WWE hands and in all of pro wrestling. One of my top five right now, hands down. But I just don't. I just don't think it's a good call for me because the chase would be better for me to be intrigued into watching Raw if a heel was champion and I wanted the heel to be dethroned for me, that would be a better, that would be a better thing for, for raw because it's so stressed out. It's so three hours. Like I've been like SmackDown's okay. Actually SmackDown's decent. I mean, for what, for, for what we see, but it's, it's in two hours and bronze champ. And I'm actually cool with the monster kind of defeating all the odds and, and dominating the champion, you know, being champion. I'm cool with that. Drew was huge, uh, absolutely huge, uh, as far as physical wise. But I mean, there's no, there's not much intrigue because the chase is from one of the biggest heels in the company right now. So it's kind of awkward to to have that type of feel on Raw. Uh, Apollo Cruz, yeah, I treat my guy so bad, man. Uh. I did um I did kind of say, you know, my my predictions on um on on what they're going to do with Apollo Crews. Um so, you know, I still think they'll do I still do I'll still think they'll do that they'll do that with Crews. I still think I still think they'll do that with Crews. All right. Let me ask. Let me answer one more. Uh, can you give us a tour of the setup of my room? Uh, well, I mean, this is this is it. This is this is this is the last if you'll see it before I get my new studio. But I'll have you'll be. I'll have a screen up. 
I'll have uh, a podcast table with um, enough to seat uh, to really host five, uh, actually. Um, yeah, so and I'll and I'll be able to you know have much more. It'll, it'll be a studio. It'll be a really nice studio with a table, four chairs, well, five including my stuff too, and then five mics, and then um, I'll have uh, multiple camera angles. Uh, I'll be doing that too. So I'll have I have a tripod with a screen. Like it's a like you you you're going to be seeing the the you know a whole different thing it'll be two cameras at least two cameras so as the weeks as the weeks progress like you're going to see like a real deal show like i mean pmp is a real deal show but like the the professional game will be will be up like super elevated um starting uh next week and following as the weeks progress so it's going to be super awesome all right all right uh do i watch oh yeah uh dude mo i watch dark side every week loving absolutely mike man hey don't play with me man don't play with me you produce it all right Hit me up, man. Message me because I'm I'm definitely I'm see I'm I'm I love to learn, man. I, I'm always open ears, open eyes when it comes to learn learning and growing, branding wise. And so, this is all self taught. All this here, all self taught. I, I I I'm a I'm a I'm a PhD student. I'm a PhD candidate. I love research. I'm a Christian apologist. I love researching. Um, huge, I research every day. I'm such a nerd. So I research, research, research about production, video editing, and, and, and flyer making and all that stuff. I research that stuff all the time. Uh, so absolutely. All right. So without further ado, uh, but yeah, I watch dark shows. I watch dark side shows every week, uh, Mo. I, I absolutely love it. I watched Dr. D last week. Uh, my dude Evan had Dr. D on the show, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think my favorite one so far has been probably Snooker. I really, I really enjoyed the Snooker one. I wrote a pretty long piece of, about it. Uh, I think so. I think that's been my favorite one so far. Brawl for all was good too. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I'll look at all the ones I'll, I'll look at all the episodes so far, but without further ado, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the co-host with the most Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Good. Did I just hear? Upgrade to the professional. Did I? <laughs> a tear in my eye. Oh. Right. What a tear in my eye. Yeah, I got to do the Ric Flair. Fall down on your back and the weight. Right. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to looking. I'm looking forward to see the, uh, the UWF one, too, man, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, uh, had some connection issues. I apologize. The power went out uh, for a second, and that did reboot my router. And all that was going on. Mercy was going on. Anton, Mo, shout out to Angry Mark right around who turned sixty-five today. Shout out to you, brother. <laughs> We're turning sixty-five. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, dark side of the ring. I didn't watch the uh, her. Well, yeah, but Doctor D was great. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, favorite one, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I like the new the new Jack one. Yeah, the new Jack. Yeah, one. that was uh, <laughs> okay. that was something else. Oh man, that was. Yeah, nuts. I, I spoke the new Jack. My heart really goes out for him, man. Like I, yeah, I have like, like. I have like thug tears for him, bro. Like I just thug tears. <laughs> like, I have thug, thug tears for, for new Jack because like I really feel for him, man. He just he just really seems like a lost soul, man. Like I, I just oh it's just yeah. so it's just so sad, really. Man, but man. you know what's creepy about New Jack is he looks mean all of the time because I talked to him a few times in shows. When he smiles, that's scary. Really? That's when you know. <laughs> like, this is my man, New Jack. Is, up <laughs> like, when, when, if New Jack is smiling at you, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you make right. What did Mike say? Yeah, he said, I'll, I'll be hosting before the hunts in Alaska in November. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm happy, man. Thug right. Absolutely. Yeah, look, hey, look, Panfi Nation, how about this? We're gonna get shirts after the uh pandemic. It's gonna say hashtag thug tears and then hashtag boo bears. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're gonna have we're gonna have a thug tear shirt and a boo bear shirt. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh yes. (laughs) And And then forever, you know, your your favorite wrestler. You know, yeah, exactly right. Blank Boo is bear. my blue bear, yeah. Yeah, blank is my blue bear. Staying, you know, mode. Like if Randy Savage is your blue bear, you'll have like a teddy bear with like Savage glasses. Yeah, Savage. I like that, man. <laughs> yeah, write, write that down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ten, tender time. That's right. Hashtag tender time, you know. Yeah, thug tears and blue bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, Shane? I, I mean, I have uh, Shane said, uh, Gino Hernandez. I have to watch that episode. That was, yeah, that was last season, though. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm behind on the yeah, hashtag toast. Yeah, man. I don't for, this, for this week, I mean, for this season, man, there's been some good ones. Yeah, I mean, all of them was good. Benny Wild, uh, Dr. D. Uh, yeah, Benoit was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, might be my favorite. I, I'm not mentioning names because it didn't want to be mentioned, but I I texted two of my friends and a few of the boys that was in WWE around that time. Mm-hmm. He said it was really hard for them to watch. <clears throat> even people that had me, there's not even wrestling fans, like personal friends, colleagues. It was a man that Bill Wall's hard to watch. It's mm-hmm. hard to watch. So all of them again, man. You still got was it the Road Warriors episode coming up? Um yeah, what a rush. Uh, trying to think of what else, trying to see what else, other episodes it is. Um, but th- what about season three, man? Like, what else can you talk about? Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a good point. That's that's a really good point. Um, what else would there be? Um, let's see. Yeah, we only got two episodes. You like that? Because I said, "What? Well, yeah, what's next?" I mean, today was UWF, and what's 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 the rest of them? UWF today. So next week is the last ride of the Road Warriors, and the season finale. Season finale is the final days of Owen. Owen. Yeah. Oof. 
Well, that's gonna be good. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, fans, what y'all think. Just that's a good question. What China, else is there? I mean, I'm sure there's all there's stuff to talk. Trying get the Dino. The Dino. Oh, you know, it'll be good. Uh, Heroes of Wrestling. Uh, oh, that would be really good. Twenty-one. Yeah, I got twenty-two. I think just, uh, I think just, uh, uh, yeah, I think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. Hey, Rose. Um, Jake was drunk and been swinging a snake around. Twenty-one. He doesn't remember that night either. Actually, I interviewed the uh, the promoter on that. Actually. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, yeah and uh, that was actually um, I. That's on Russell's own. So that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably like about five years ago. Uh, uh, it yeah. won the steroid era. Say that again. Ster- the whole steroid trial. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. Yeah, for sure. For steroids, sure. Steroids. Yeah. Pillman. Pillman. Yep. For sure. Uh, Pillman's really good. China. So all these yeah. gotta be the. All these gotta be depressing. There's no good stories of dark side of the ring. So right, right. Like, it has to be just real dark. It has to be really dark. Um, draws. Yeah, well, they kind of highlighted draws for brawl. Was it brawl for all? Oh no, was it? Who was it? Um, yeah, I think it was brawl for all story that draws had a lot of. Uh, uh did close to us. Mike Ryan said, "Ex Rotten." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one too. Axel Rotten's good. Um, Test. Test will be good. Um, Canyon. I think Canyon will be good, too. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, he, he killed himself. Um, let's think about, yeah. like, and this is grim, unfortunately, but let's think about, the, like, the suicides. Um, oh, gosh. What's that indie, indie, um, indie wrestlers um, that, that recently... Uh, committed suicide like a year or so ago. I forgot what his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, you need talking about, yeah. One of y'all know it, one of y'all know it. Um, who was that indie guy who uh committed suicide like a year or so ago? It was recent, somebody know it. People keep saying Abdullah the Butcher, but. I mean, there's not a dark story with him. There's not a dark story. I mean, he's still up and doing indie shows and, and you know, he's still doing indie shows and autograph signings and stuff. Um. So yeah, what's that guy's name? PMP Nation. Who's that? Who's that guy's name? Who, who's the guy's name who was, uh, unfortunately killed himself? Uh, hey, welcome, David, to the show. Hey, David, I'm watching. I'm truly enjoying. Appreciate that, David. PNP Nation, oh. give uh, give David some love. Give David some first time welcome love. One of the first timers we have on here. Mike Mike mentioned uh, Stan Hansen. What 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 negativity? Hmm. Stan. No, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would touch. I don't think they would touch Abby. You know, have you know, my my buddy Hannibal. You know, him giving uh, Hannibal hepatitis. And, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, they won't do that. They're not touching that. Uh, gosh, just man. I mean, we he been. Who was that? Andy guy's name. I can look it up. Mm. Let me see. 
Who is uh somebody know who he is? Come on, PMP Nation. Y'all supposed to help know us out. Come on. <laughs> uh, come on. Help us out. Get done. Get Roman Reigns off the table. Get him out. Get Roman off the intro. Get him. Just erase it. Chris Ben Wallham. Get him in a encrypted folder. Right. Temporary. It's temporary encrypted. Uh no, nah, nah, CM Punk. You know what? I that's the trigger for me, man. I'm so glad. Yeah, why would they? Why would they do a dark side? What, what's dark about CM Punk? What, it's so um, dark and grim. Man, it did a screw job. I'm trying to think of what had. Oh, I got one. I got one. Brother, bro, the whole Bash at the Beach controversy. The whole Russo Bash at the Beach 2000. Yeah. The whole yeah, is that dark enough though? Like you gotta be dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Travis. Sure. Is that is that who's is that the person's name though? That name sounds familiar. Maybe it is. Okay, let me check and see. Oh, I got it. Uh, oh no, that was a, that was in a car crash. No, he didn't kill himself. There was so, there was a person who can uh can, who killed himself. Hell in the cell. What about King of the Ring ninety six? Having a cell, Foley, mm. almost done. I know I'm stretching here. I'm gonna say yeah. Chris Candino. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's not. Again, it's just not dark. Oh, yeah, that would be good. This this is good. Yeah, sure. You you remember? You remember Chris when we was with him? Remember Nash's party? He was doing the chops with the fan at the call the cops. Yeah. And broke it up. <laughs> that, that, that was a crazy night, man. It was a crazy night. Yeah, that was. Funny. Mike Ryan said, uh, Turn Angle, Jeff Jarrett. Hopper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is, this. See, see, the thing is, yes, it would be a good episode, but they touched a lot of this on the Randy episode, though. Um, so yeah, I think they'll probably yeah, I think they'll probably do uh that. Um said you gotta think about death. Uh, what what are some deaths in wrestling that you did Gino, they did Dino. They did one on the Von Eric's already. Yeah. One on the hearts. Oh, man, I'm I'm gonna bug me that's gonna bug me yeah I, I like the brian christopher one um let me look at this real quick what about oh like, what about the renegade he can even do a drop kick oh my god yeah remember his first theme music man I'm, i had that on beach uncensored 95 i think it was 96 uh yeah, Rolando uh, Brizzard wrote an episode. I had I had one episode one. Uh oh. no, nah, I don't I don't remember his name. Uh yeah, I knew Ashley Mazzaro. She I know she died last uh, last year. That uh, hit uh that hit our our friend of the show um, Trinisha real bad. Uh, yeah, Rocker Con. Yeah. Because uh, they were they were really really good friends. Oh, what about uh Ludwig Borga? He committed suicide. He did. Yep. Didn't know that. 
Yep. Back in uh, 2010. Self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good one. Ludwig Borg is a that's gonna bug me if who is what somebody 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 in the PNP nation find out who that was. Find out who that was. All right, so let's get into the headlines. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Hello. Styles, AJ Styles brought back to boost ratings. Uh, he, 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 oh, man. Unfortunately, that didn't work, but uh, they, you know, they're, they're, they're realizing a decline. <clears throat> even with AJ back, that didn't do anything. So, and the soul still burns. Yes. Yeah, uh, 1.6 average. What a, what a, I mean, Oh, but I, even, even <laughs> for me, man, I'm gonna tell you, even for me, it is tough to watch watching wrestling now, man. No fans, raw, mm-hmm. dynamite, NXT. <clears throat> it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Shout out here. Yeah, he committed suicide, yeah. He hung himself, that's right. He hung himself, yeah. That 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 fans, I might be on to something. They might be doing a whole episode dedicated on a couple parts of this self-inflicted something like suicides. Gosh. Yeah, Sean O'Hare committed suicide. Crash Holly. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. Oh my gosh. I forgot all about that. Interesting. Terrible, but sad. Incredibly sad. Yeah. Um. Um. My All buddy right. Trevor Murdoch, his partner. Um. Lance yeah. Kane. Yeah, I think committed suicide too. Did he? Did he? Yeah, he did. Kate. Yep. Oh, he died by something else. Oh, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> committed suicide. Because I remember I had I heard Murdoch had Murdoch on my show. I remember he was getting still emotional about it. Accidental drug overdose is what it says. So, oh, was it accidental? Oh, yeah, terrifying. accidental. But I mean, he was overdosing on drugs. But huh. all right, so let's talk about AJ. Um, yeah, so AJ, you know, he comes up from the he comes up from the grave. He was buried a month ago, <laughs> but obviously there ain't no grave. Get over my body. Buddy <laughs> there ain't no grave. Oh, man. Get over my body. Buddy down. <laughs> so, a month later. We were singing that in church. We were singing that in church. Oh, really? We, it was funny because, uh, I'm sorry, guys, being a musician. We actually, my buddy, Tommy's an organist. We actually played that like before in church. Yeah, really? Like, there ain't no grave. Oh, church mother, this thing is gonna be church song. Nah, <laughs> right. that's Johnny Cash. Right, yeah, John, Johnny Cash did do some church stuff uh, for for a little bit, but he, you know, he was. Uh, it's like he didn't sing; he just like 
spoken. Really. Yeah, he just talked. Yeah, he just. He you. just talked. I love Johnny Cash. <laughs> he just talked in rhythm. Yeah, that's that's really only what he did. So, uh, yeah. So, what what are your thoughts on uh, AJ, man, uh, and coming back and? The reason why they did that, and, and as if, and it, and it kind of looks bad on AJ too, right? Because they're bringing him back to boost ratings only for, you know, the raw that he comes back to be the lowest record, lowest raw. You know, like that looks bad on him, and it's not, it's not his no. fault. With, with, I mean, I don't know. I mean, money and banks are reach it, uh, done. Uh, it's funny because uh, Angry Martin said that. I don't know. It's just a bad spot. It's, it's to the point like nine, like this reminds me of 93 and 94. Business was so bad for that, for this WWE, WCW. No matter who would it, I mean, Hogan was dying in the business. I don't care. I don't care who it is. It's just, I don't know. Like, unless it's The Rock, even Stone Cold didn't help. Yeah, like is I mean AJ's great. It's good to bring him back, but is is the quarantine man is really hurting? You realize now how important fans are to boost your show. Yes, and who would have thought we look back at YouTube, the network, or VHS tapes, and DVDs? Who would have thought? Wow, people in the crowd. That's the thing of the past, temporarily. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, that's I like cool. wow, people are there. Wow. Oh. You get to hold hands and shake hands. And remember that. Remember those days in 2019 when. Right. <laughs> <laughs> remember that. Remember oh, days days. WrestleMania, you had the headache and I went up like 30 flights of stairs to get Tylenol. Yes. You no, know, we was freezing cold of uh, Batista and match. We, yeah. we could sit next to each other. We could hold hands and cheer. I had a, um, I had a black hoodie on. It was a um, short sleeve hoodie. And um, I was just kind of putting my arms in my in my hoodie, just like the whole time trying to get trying to get uh, warm of some sort. My my head, I was so cold, and my head was just like beating. It was. It was really Look, guys, a lot to unite. Just after the first match, about three matches, Chris was like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was grim. Like the whole time. Yeah. I like dreads and all this flying in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's even used the title belt as a hell because it, it was cold. Yeah. Was, oh, I was grimacing, man. It was, it was. And this year, I was trying to, um, and this year I was trying to say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to redeem myself and enjoy it and, and, and get back. And we were ready to go. And, I was excited about it, but then Rona happened, and then old Rona happened. I'm not gonna let the Corona kill my creation. Yeah, I'm not gonna let it. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill it. All right, next we got uh, Apollo Cruz possibly turning. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you already know what I'm gonna say. I hate it. Uh, that that's that's your boy. Where 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 my man uh, Ray Lawson away? I'm gonna have him type, but I ain't gonna say it. Apollo Cruz. 
looks like the happy black uncle at cookouts. Yes, he does. Like this. Yeah. And he's athletic. Uncle A. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna call it Uncle A, right? Uncle A. They're just going, just cooking on the grill. I just give him a plaid shirt, give him a smock, and some jeans. Yes, and tuck the tuck the plaid shirt in. Have the big belt buckle, and have like some really like. Yeah, like a cheese in his like, mouth. Like you can have, you should have like a uh, pants that crease is just so just sharp that you like it can cut you. And you just have you have to have that uncle like this kind of flowery shirt, kind of like a Hawaiian shirt and cookout. Uh yeah, that's 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 uncle that's that's uncle Lane. Uncle Way. That's what Paulo This is the Apollo Alonzo. Let's read this tweet. Apollo Cruz equals Chris's boo bear. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not even in my top five. I just I see here's, here's, Is it your top ten? Hey, top ten, yeah. I'll, I'll say top ten. But here's here's the thing about Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz has so oh, much man. good talent. Like he is amazing in the ring. And uh, yeah, hey man, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I know. Preach, preach, Mo, preach. Uh, but no, look, look listen. He is so talented in the ring, and here's here's the thing. They did a terrible job. I have no idea who came up with the idea and who thought it was a good idea. Say, oh, yeah, Apollo Crews. Oh, yeah, we'll move him up to the main roster from NXT. Right. He was in NXT for a hiccup, and then he, he left losing a series of matches against Samoa Joe. And they're like, okay, this is good enough to bring him on the. And I remember, I think it was the uh, Raw after WrestleMania, and his music came out. And I was like, oh wow, Apollo Cruz, what? Like it, this is weird because right, yeah, they right, haven't yeah. even. I mean, I'm, it, it's happy that they're. Hopefully, they're giving a push. Right, right. But they did a, a a very poor job with him. Here's the thing. Okay, so so here's the thing. Um. This uh, wrestling news is reporting this. So uh, <clears throat> they were told that um, people are backstage were trying to convince Vince that more should be done with Apollo and that he's been given so much TV time. And that's why he's been given much more TV time. So the plan is for him to turn heel. He was going to turn on Chad Gable before Vince decided to move him back on Raw. So that's from a source, Paul and Davis of Wrestling <clears throat> News. Uh, and Wrestling News is a reputable style. He's a writer for Wrestling News. Right. So there you go. Robbie yeah. said, hey. I, wouldn't, "I wouldn't like it though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. The only reason, the only way that I think it would work." Is it because what this is what I see with Apollo Cruz, him having a dominant heel run for a couple of weeks and becoming like Bobby Lashley? And so, like, if this is this is how this is what would work because they tried to turn him, they tried to turn him before with the whole Titus Worldwide and it didn't work. It was, it was oh, yeah, it was forgot a about flop. That. Yeah. yeah, it was an absolute flop. So, turning him heel again is going to be the same. I mean, it was a flop. 
this may work. If him, if since MVP's doing this type of thing now, if MVP um, manages Apollo Cruz and Bobby Lashley Nothing as a tag okay. team, I would be okay with that. I, I would think. I think <clears throat> somebody needs to talk to him. Yeah. yeah, I think MVP should manage them. Yeah. So what what this is what should happen. This is what I'd be okay with. Okay, I still don't think Apollo should be a, a, a heel. I think Apollo should be United States champion. He should be Andrade. That I'm still I'm still sticking to that. Now, this is how a heel run may work. So basically, you have Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. I have no idea why they had them go over. Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. That was absolutely terrible. We'll talk about that real quick. So what can happen is this. If it leads to something more, okay, I understand why Vink and Thorne won, but it still makes no sense to me. But if Cedric Alexander and Ricochet beat Vink and Thorne next week or two weeks from now, what can happen is MVP can be upset that his stable lost his two his two people lost, and he said, "Okay, I got I got somebody new for you. Don't don't have them come out the same night. Create a cliffhanger. That's how people. That's how you get ratings. People get excited to to watch it the next week. You get cliffhangers. So I was like, all right, so all right, you got me, Vink, Thorn. You're out of here. You're no longer with me. Blah blah blah. So I got somebody for you next week." So what you do is you have Vink and Thorne go against Ricochet and Alexander again the next week, and then the Ricochet and Alexander beat them again, and all of a sudden, from the, see you can, you can make it work with these camera angles that you have now because it's it's there's no like reaction, so you can have a camera angle like focused on Alexander and Ricochet, and then you can somehow make it work to have Lashley and uh, Apollo Crews just beat the brakes off of them and MVP just kind of looking at the scraps. That would work initially. This whole, I want Bobby Lashley to be a babyface too. I'm still saying Lashley, Lesnar. I still want to see that. Um, but that that would work kind of. I guess I guess if you want to make it, that would work. Uh, it could. It, it could. Uh they got put him in tag team. Paolo Cruz, you need a mouthpiece. Yeah, definitely. You do not need to talk. That's yeah. why Brock doesn't talk. Yeah. And I hope he he's nothing he could do to get over. Yeah. So Just, yeah, and, and, and he's and he's so talented. <clears throat> but give him give him a hill push. Give him a hill turn. Get him to meet up with Lashley, be a tag team. Yeah. Some people say like Dean, but Apollo Cruz is like up the last of these shoulders that maybe it's him. Yeah. But uh that that will work. Ox, like huge diesel dude, but sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's like uh, deceptively I mean, big though. I've seen him live. He's a big, big dude, Apollo Cruz is. Yeah. And it kind of reminds you of like the shorty G thing. It's like what are you going to do thinking, thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. It's it's it's. I I don't want to see a heel turn, but 
I just hopefully he gets. Why are they? That's the thing. He he's a black ball headed dude. It's enough of them going around and wrestling today. How are you going to change your look? What are you going to change your attire? You don't talk. Right. You can wrestle all your athletic. All his whole move set is a face. He does yeah. backflips, cartwheels, DC <laughs> leaves and dosy does. Yeah. He would have to literally do a one eighty off him. Yeah. To be a heel, because how are you going to be a heel doing a backflip? Yeah. That that's a that's a face move. Yeah, I exactly. That's the reason why. I, that's the reason why I respect uh, Pac. Uh, Pac. Oh yeah, yeah, love Pac. 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 Big, Pac big ears. Uh, yeah. And that's the reason why I respect him so much because he's a heel. He's a the heel. Dog. Like he'll he. Oh, he's such an old school heel, and I love it. Duncan McLeod. He'll go up. He'll go up to the ring. He'll go up to the third ropes to tease a, a red arrow. And he'll mm-hmm. come down like that. That yeah. right, that that little nuance right there that gets heat. Absolutely, and he doesn't. He That's doesn't cool. do the move. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't do the move. He really like, does. He's it. He'll get. He'll get all of the the ovation and you know, the pop for it, and he'll just flop right down. Just remember, bunch of heat. That's how you get heat, and I love it. That's old school right there. Wait, are you phrasing something from AAW? I have. You know what else, Mo? I got something to tell you. you Wait, ready? did I? You ready for did this? Did I just hear <laughs> You ready for this? I've actually been enjoying AEW's content more wow. than I have WWE's wow. content Wait. without without fans. I've said Mark that. Down. Mark this down. I, 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 I said that before. I said that like a couple weeks ago. AM Eastern Time. <laughs> oh, Cinco de Mayo. May 6th. Did I? <laughs> I've said I've said that in previous week, and I and I stand by it because I, I agree. I've enjoying, like to me, I can't. I don't get excited about watching an AEW show. Like I don't like oh AEW's on, but at the same time, overall for me, AEW's content is better. It's, it's more better. intriguing. One because you have people, you have wrestlers around uh, as cheering. It, it don't matter if it's ten people. Those ten people. Pineapple Pete and company, they they make a world of a difference, even if it's 10 people cheering, because that's what wrestling is all about, feeding the feeding off the energy of the crowd. That is huge. And AEW does that. And this is something I noticed from WWE that made Raw actually watchable is AEW has AEW has incentive shows, incentivized themed shows. And so. TNT tournament is what they've been doing. And so that creates some type of incentive for us to watch. There's a cause to it. There's not, you're not just throwing matches together like Raw does of people we haven't seen in a while. We've been seeing uh, uh, Dejanet, you know, job out, you know, to people every week, you know what I mean? And just like, who, who, like, you're, you're literally bringing jobbers or enhancement talent. Uh, every yeah. single week, you know, like uh, this week was uh, that super um, small dude, uh, or, or uh, that last week that Seamus just beat the brakes off of uh, Leon Ruff. <laughs> Come on now, man. I mean, like an old 
Uh, Akira Tozawa has been a jobber on Raw uh, or enhancement talent. Well, it's been more of a jobber because he's not really uh, enhancement talent. Danielle Vido. I mean, come on now. Like you're having uh, Indy Hartwell. You're having all of these names. I mean, Santana Garrett, uh, Bianca Belair. We didn't even see Bianca Belair. One of the hottest names, one of the, one of the most intriguing parts of WWE, uh, of, of, of wrestling, of, of Raw. Uh, uh, just just debuted a few weeks back. We see no part of Bianca Belair at all, and it's like it can't be a travel issue because her husband was there. So it just—I don't understand the rhyme or reason when it comes to WWE programming. And they literally—they legitimately have competition right now, and AEW Dynamite. I'm looking forward to something. Like I'm looking forward to see who wins the TNT championship. Mark there's an incentive. Down. There's an incentive to it. There's right, a reason, there's a reason to watch the show instead of just yeah, a crowdless, you know, uh, a crowdless show that does not look like it's been produced well. You're just throwing matches together. Vince has this thing, and I've all the WWE wrestlers I've interviewed. A lot of them. You and I both have talked to him be, behind, you know, off air. And Vince has this thing where he's like, "Well, you know, it's good s pal. You know, they're they're gonna watch it anyway. So like, yeah. he has this thing that <laughs> they're gonna watch it anyway. It's like oh, yeah. he's really stuck on that. And as you see with the ratings, a record low. Ben, I like it. Probably, it's probably time for you to get out of that mindset and realize they're not they're not just gonna watch anything that you that you put together, that's for sure. Especially now exactly Especially. before before the pandemic, the ratings wasn't that good anyway. Right. And exactly. then now the fact it was that under three before it was under three. Yeah. Now with the pandemic, you have about 80% of the United States, you know, you got Texas, you got Georgia that's opening up. I heard Nevada might be soon. Because mm. 80%, 85% of the U.S. still basically locked down. And it's so much content. And it's no fans, so that's even worse. Where fans are like, I'm not watching this. Wow. I got Netflix. I got Hulu. I got right. Torrents. I got this to watch. I got that. I got home videos, old DVDs, and and like it's even more now more than ever. You gotta have purpose to your show. Absolutely. Like you said, AEW. It feels like it's purpose. Just a little bit of the boys being there doing fun stuff. Yeah. Even Stevie Ray mentioned talking to him the other day. He was like, "Man, why don't they just do cardboard cutouts of people?" That was hilarious. Like cardboard cutouts is something funny. Yes. AW is, is taking it and using their creative juices. Yeah. WWE is just it's like the old school raw. Remember Warzone is Stone Cold Steve Austin, yes. DX. <laughs> right. Flat rock bottom. Like right. no fans. Like it's like, like what? <laughs> like the old school oh, NES fight, old school pro wrestling or the old school. I mean, even if you like the old studio syndicated shows like the Worldwide or Georgia, yeah. that was so black you can't see nothing but the ring. At least we saw a hit or two. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's raw, raw, and and I'm not, I'm not down in WWE. You know we're objective, but looking at Raw and SmackDown, it's like nothing. You, you don't, you don't see any dust. You don't even see like a fly. Is this? Why is they even chairs for what? And why are they? Still, why are they still not playing to the camera? Like I, I said this before, like play to the camera. Drew, I've seen Drew do this. I've seen other people do this. But who are you cheering to? Like when you get up on the ropes and you do this. There's nobody you're looking at. So why are you pretending that you're doing it? Again, that's another Vince-ism. That's another unwritten rule. Don't look at the camera, pal. Okay, well, look, if there's yeah. nobody there, you have to look at the camera because the yeah. camera is your fans. You know, that's the reason why when Kenny Omega cut that promo, I, I appreciate him doing that. When Edge cut his promo and looked at the camera, yeah. you felt it as opposed got- to looking out to nobody. What you felt it yeah. when he cut that promo. And, and, and Mike Ryan, to tell you this, with his great producing in movies and TV, and I know as a TV host, learning from him and being a TV host, you got to play to the camera, the hard camera. You got to look at it 95.9 times. You look at the camera, you play it, so the audience know that you're addressing them. Yeah. Like, um, in, we're, we're in our in our houses. We have webcams. We're looking... And our cameras, we can't, we're not looking up something. So the audience knows watching Facebook Live or YouTube, knows we're paying it. You know, we're not just sitting here like this. Right. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm going to inject. I'm not going to inject. I'm poisoned. I'm poisoned. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to paint my chair. I'm gonna get a lift, and I'm actually gonna get some white out. I'm gonna paint NWO one day, and uh, thank, thank you, uh, thanks, Shadow, for the uh, hair. Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna paint this chair, and I'm gonna get some lifts. And nice. right, one time soon, I'm gonna do it. You're just gonna turn around, you're gonna see it. I love it. Or I might even just do a slogan each week. I might do NWO. I may put like Chris's Bull Bear hashtag Club Tears slogan. No blueberry from Chris. Zero. Except for my beautiful wife. Oh, yes. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Featherstone. Absolutely. The, the great. God, you got, I'm, I'm going to give your wife a shout out like um, uh, Vince WrestleMania 3. The great. This is Featherstone. Remember that? WrestleMania. Welcome WrestleMania. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do this uh, real quick. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Uso injured uh, out six to nine months, man. Um, what a terrible time to, to do that. Uh, any this is the thing. terrible time. Yeah. Actually, you know what's so funny? Because it's actually not as bad because he can still come back right before Mania. So if, you know, it's, it's, it's any time is bad to get an injury. But if you're going to get injured, if if if, if you do get injured, you would want to do it like right out, like a month or two after Mania, because typically the the biggest injuries usually six to nine months, usually Achilles, knee, something like that. So he he suffered the knee injury most likely during the Money in the Bank qualifying match, which is why they brought back the, which is why they replaced the Usos with the Forgotten Sons, um, which I was very upset that the Forgotten Sons pinned the tag team champions pinned from former world champion kofi kingston that was terrible 
And so I yeah, I, I, I didn't get that. Like yeah, last year, last year this time he was world champion. You know what I mean? And and he gets pinned by a forgotten son. That was terrible. I still, I still can't tell him apart. Um, but it, are you really, are you really going to notice? That's the problem. Usos was so hot last year, and then now it's like, oh, it's the Uso, and now with things going the way it is, you know. Jay was a J. Now you have this J. He's not going to work singles. So no, mm-hmm. Reigns has been wild. Yeah, Reigns has been wild. So you can't team it up with Reigns. Now your Jacks, he ain't, he ain't got. No, he has no kin there to help him out. So what's he going to do? That's a good. I mean, you know what? <clears throat> I can. I, I can mean, he's see. I can see him. I can see them jobbing him out for for a second, man. Because you know they're not going to have him sitting on sidelines and, and make all that money just to do nothing. They'll probably just have him do the jobber entrance and and lose to people like uh, Bobby Lashley or something like that. I can I can see that. Unfortunately, uh, I can see that. All right, we got uh, about five minutes left, so. Uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the flavor week. Let's let's do this. It is it now is time, time for, the for the flavor, flavor of, of the, the week. week. All right, worst tag team names, y'all. Let's spend the next five minutes to talk about the worst tag team names that you guys. Oh, I got it. Um, and real quick, Raw and SmackDown review, y'all. Just some, just grades, <laughs> y'all know we, we don't probably talk about Raw and SmackDown here, bits and pieces throughout the but uh, yeah, grades, let's do grades, and then uh, also your let me say I'm in the Vince voice, the ding dongs. I know that's uh, terrible, the dicks, yeah, oh, that was terrible. What else? What else? Some bad, uh, what was the um. Oh gosh, what was the two ball head guys' name? The Gemini's? Yeah, the Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ding dongs, the monkeys. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Um Ding Dongs was the first person I first <clears throat> thing I thought of was was that was terrible. Um TDs with attitudes. I did not like that. That was so 1990. Daniel says. Um Raw D SmackDown C. I think that, that I think that's pretty legit. Come on, Jeff. I can't say the killer bees. Tell about my man Brown Bland. Oh, head cheese. Like the bees. <laughs> yeah, head cheese. Yeah, that's what prompted me to. That's what prompted me to uh, <laughs> have this favorite of the week tonight was the Blackman interview. And special shout out to Steve Blackman again, man. That was uh, I enjoyed that. It was pretty cool. Um, team act. Team act. The core, yes, that was horrible with two R's. That's a stable, though. What a count them? Race. Yeah, I mean, they 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 teamed up as a core, though. They did tag, yeah, League, the League of Nations. Oh, gosh, yeah. And like, on, paper, on paper, that could have been a good name, but the but the way that they did that was just terrible. But you're but the core oh, with yeah. two R's was absolutely horrible, and it. 
and 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 Rick, super cool dude. We actually chat a lot. He's he's starting to get it really big into Christian apologetics, and we chat a lot. And man, for someone as big and beasty as 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 Rick uh, Ezekiel um, L, um, Ezekiel Jackson. Uh, Jackson, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I kept thinking Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. No, not not the Ohio, the former Ohio State current uh, yeah. Dallas running back, Ezekiel Jackson. Um, for someone as freakishly big as he is, man, I just sure perhaps it was a a, a decent you know uh, thing for him because it gave him television exposure, but. I think that that name was 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 bad. Mean Street Posse. I think that was yeah. actually a pretty nice exactly. name. I like that name actually. And boom. Says, uh, well done. I forgot about that. Well done. Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. Well done. Back down C. Uh, Rob Axel. Uh, Rob Axel was pretty funny actually. Slater Gator. Yeah, that was a pretty bad name. I, I think yeah, it was, I think it was kind of cheesy. Like it was kind of like head cheese. Like they, you know, it was kind of like gimmicky, but yeah. I sure. got one, even though the amazing French Canadians. Really? You think that was a bad name? That was so I like the team. It was so default. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Really? I got one Lord. There's no way. This is one of the best names ever. Mega power. You got you gotta do the strong, you gotta do the strongest handshake in the world yes. Oh my gosh. I, I love the strongest one is over that, over that. I love me, <laughs> me and my dude, my dude. Me and my me, a good a good buddy of mine. We we shake every time we see each other's. Uh, every time we see each other, we we do our, we do the mega powers handshake. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta gird it. You gotta hold it up like that. You gotta keep You gotta you gotta dig real deep. And it's so funny how it's so funny how Robert sold that. It's so funny because because. Hogan did the handshake, and then when when Savage when when he did when he took his head, he like dipped down. It's like he sold it. Yeah, good. that was really that was hilarious. Yeah. Mexico. You know, the only other, yeah, don't for Kitty Jeff like that picture, Jeff. What are you holding? Is that a nutcracker? What what is Jeff holding? It seemed like it. Uh, next. Uh, look. Oh yes, Mo. Yes, Techno Team 2000. What a horrible, horrible name. The, the other grand handshake, Predator, Tall Weathers, and all those sports niggas. Yeah. With the bicep. Yep. I can't say what you, 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 if you don't know what, what Arnold said when he did the handshake, I can't say it on this show and I won't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, West Hollywood Blondes. Yeah. I like the Hollywood Blondes name. I think the West Hollywood Blondes is. I mean, I love the I love the Austin and Pillman Hollywood Blondes name. That was that no was limit team, no limit soldiers. Oh gosh, what a big swole! I ain't talking about ever ride. The new NXT team. I think that's pretty generic. I agree. No way, high energy. No way, man. I love uh high energy. It, it is that is pretty generic, wait, like in wait, high wait, 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 
That was uh that was around the time where uh they had the name Porch. What, what a what a uh, wait. old school African American. Yes, what, sweet what, brown what sugar. Pork chop cash. Pork chop cash. Charlie Green. Oh, they're like you can't be no more stereotypical, man. Charlie Green, Charlie Green, the whole chop cash, baby. Now, I heard that pig feet person. You got the cocoa Wait, person. He was he was cocoa ware at that time. He was cocoa ware, right? Right. He was cocoa ware in Memphis. Cocoa ware. You got pork chop cash. You got to do the Novel Austin. He used to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was somebody else yeah, around that time too. That's actually that was actually pretty uh, pretty popular. Um, oh, Rocky, um, Rocky King, the greatest black. Jones. Uh, who who else was real big at that time? Like he wasn't real big, but he was. Uh, you talking about black people? That's the names. Black people, black people names. Uh, Brickhouse, oh man, Brickhouse, Brickhouse Brown. Brown. Yeah, that was yeah, that was another one. Butch Reed. Yeah, hacksaw. Uh, Butch Junkyard Dog. Yeah, I'm Coco talking about like kind of like a uh, enhancement, like like mid card type of. Yeah, mid card. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, brick house, but it was one. There's another one I was thinking of. Um, but we can hop off after that. Um, who who was it? No, it wasn't Brand News Brown, that's for sure. Because I, I mean, Brand News is later. Um, let me see. Man, I'm trying to look it up now. Um, so Brickhouse Brown, Slick Wagner Brown. That was another one. Ooh, Slick Wagner. Uh <laughs> these names, man. Uh Rufus R. Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, Rocky King, of course. Um He's gonna come up. Thunderbolt Patterson. That's who it was. Thunderbolt Patterson, I, baby. Wait, Thunderbolt wait, Patterson. Yeah, I give, <laughs> I give it. Heaven high. That's what he said. You talked to him on Facebook. I talked to him last month. Hey, brother. Heaven, you gotta do Thunderbolt. Heaven high, brother. <laughs> right. Heaven high. That's how I yeah, man. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, was a lot of uh, old school type of uh, black names for sure. All right, y'all. There's, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Evan. Before we heart, heart throb. Uh, uh, Mike yeah, Ryan said, "Being top five black enhancement talents in the next three years." That last at least three. Ooh, he ain't even had black in three years. Yeah. I haven't been no black. Yeah. Um. Tell Days Renette that 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 guy who's losing every week now. He's a big dude too, but he got uh, jacked up by Seth Rollins and Sheamus. I think it was. All right, y'all. 
Evan uh, Let's you're right. Evan Hat. <laughs> um, it has been an honor, ladies and gentlemen. It has been an honor. It has been an honor. Um, subscribe to the Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. And uh, man, look, this has been great. It's still super lit tonight. Still a super lit room. It's absolutely fun. It's past one o'clock in the morning. There's still uh, uh, a lot of people on the chat room. That's still awesome, y'all. So, all right, man. I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna cut it off for uh, tonight. For 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 now, be sure to subscribe to the Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. As you see, we are live now. The Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. How about that? It'll probably be something that may happen every week, uh, but it may not. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. But of course, we'll, we are wrestling. Uh, well, uh, and there's other other opportunities that uh, may come up. Just beware. Just beware. Uh, just Coco, beware. Go ahead, Ev. Russ, uh, real quick, just got a, a tweet. Uh, video game fans, it was like King of Fighters. Dancing for And WWE is going to be doing a video game together. Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, yeah, better than that 2K20. Yeah, we gotta go. What a time! You got a time. All right, we everybody. Gotta go. uh, it's been an honor. A big shout out to Steve Blackman uh, for coming on the show live. Uh, of course, we got another wrestler interview coming up live next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor on behalf of this guy right here, Evan Tech Prout. Follow him at tech underscore UTMR. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Enjoy Ricky Rustin. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. God bless. Bye bye. Good night, everybody. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.